Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. We'll move all the doubt and cause the sun to shine. Amen. And give us the house of the Lord tonight. The Lord says, wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, that he's in the midst. So we're ready to have some church tonight. Amen? Amen. Amen. As always, we raise this vision before us as a church and uh, want you to get there before you get there. And always want to imagine yourself, uh, the ushers standing at this door. Back here is my office, the the choir office there in the well, the word of God will be speaking. This is a spoken, and this is a sanctuary right here, and the women's lounge. And we always want to keep a vision, for without a vision, the people will perish. Amen. 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 We also keeping up uh, this year in 2013. We want to get it right. We want to get it right. Uh, for the word of God says, uh, for a time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Amen? Amen. This month we are starting a new series entitled Getting It Right in Maintenance. Getting It Right in Maintenance. We're going to stand on this text Galatians 6, 9, all month long. We want to encourage you, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And the song that we're going to be listening to all month long is from the movie track, Kingdom Come, entitled Stand. For God is challenging us and encouraging us to stand. To stand when it's unpopular. To stand when you may be by yourself as opposed to be in a crowd. To stand because it's God who's called us and not anyone else. To to stand and to not get weary and well-doing, but to know that you will reap if you don't give up. Amen? Amen. Speaking about don't giving up tonight, we're going to share a message entitled Don't Quit, Don't Quit, Don't Quit. And we're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. 
And let's uh, read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, we're sharing tonight a simple message entitled, Don't Quit, Don't Quit, Don't Quit. And we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. Uh, The first thing we're going to talk about is tired of good, tired of good. The next thing we're going to talk about is God of timing, the God of timing. And then the next thing we're going to talk about is the trying of grants, the trying of grants. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should never give up an opportunity to serve. Christians should never give up an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to serve. And we're going to start out looking at a a video. And this is a and the the script is moving pretty, pretty big, but it's a. I mean, pretty quickly, but it's a a script that is uh, wanting to encourage our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, uh, looking at this text. Um, Don't give up is what is entitled based on the text that we looked at tonight. And these are the words. Follow the words. Read the words quickly. Amen. Trust in God. Trust in God. And and tonight again, we're talking about don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And we want to challenge and encourage you tonight to, to not quit, to not quit. As we look at the text tonight that, 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 that says, uh, tired of good, tired of good. There's somebody who's come in the place of the household tonight and you're just tired of good and that sounds like an oxymoron to be tired of good to be tired of good but the people in this text tonight uh, the scripture says let us not become weary and doing good weary and doing good and and many of us and uh, listening at the sound of my voice may be tired of good tired of good and and when i when i say that term tired of good you 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 probably say i'm never tired of good i'm never tired of good and and i'm the same way i'm I'm never tired of good i i can never get tired of good things happening to me I never tire of being blessed of God. I never tired of of getting more money. I never tired of becoming more healthy. I'm never tired of good. But in the text uh, tonight, we're talking about being weary and doing good. And and I I couldn't help but to think that as we looked at the text tonight, that, oh, as we looked at what the devil's job is, uh, I can imagine that the devil never gets tired of doing bad. The devil never gets tired of doing bad. As a matter of fact, his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And and he's on his 
job and he's always on his job. And I, and I can imagine that the devil never gets tired of doing bad, but it seems like that the people of God and in the household of the Lord, which uh, was put on this earth to be sought in life in our time, in our generation, uh, who, who, who was put on the earth, uh, oh, to, to do good uh, to the household of faith, uh, who were put on this earth to manifest good in the midst of not just the household of faith, but in the midst of everyone. We were put on this earth uh, to be salt. We were uh, to preserve. We were put on this earth, uh, oh, to be light. Uh, and if you look at the opposite of what's going on, uh, things seem to get worse and worse and badder and badder. And the devil seems to have the momentum, but it, it seems like that the people of God are, are the ones who are tired uh, of doing good. The people of God uh, tired uh, of being right and living right uh, in our culture and in our time. Uh, and it seems like an oxymoron to say tired uh, of good. Uh, and, but we look in the text tonight uh, and the text says, uh, oh, let us not grow weary and doing good. Uh, oh, the text has to motivate us, uh, oh, to not quit, uh, to don't give up, uh, oh, to look forward in the things of God, uh, oh, to be the light uh, in the midst uh, of a dark culture and a dark time. Uh, God says tonight for somebody tonight to not be tired uh, of doing good. Uh, say to your neighbor, 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 oh neighbor, don't be tired uh, of doing good. Uh, oh, but yes, like I said, the, the people of God seems to wear out uh, and they give up uh, and they walk out and, and pass us. Uh, oh, uh, they say that the, the, the term of most pastors nowadays is that uh, they go to seminary for four years. Uh, they get out of seminary and, and only, uh, only last for about two years uh, and they tire of doing good. Uh, and many people in the house of the Lord, uh, they join a ministry and be excited and want to serve the Lord, uh, but they don't seem to be able oh, to last and they end up uh, quitting on the Lord. Uh, oh, they said the Lord led them uh, to the ministry, but, but they quit. Uh, and then I began to wonder, oh, was it the Lord that led you? Because God will never leave you to a place uh, where he can't maintain you there. Oh, and there's some folk uh, in the household of God uh, who say God is leading them, uh, but they get tired uh, of doing good. Uh, but God has sent me here tonight, uh, oh, to let you know tonight, uh, oh, that you may be tired uh, of doing good uh, at the household of the Lord. Uh, you may be tired uh, of doing good uh, in your family. Oh, you may be tired uh, of doing good uh, at work. Uh, you may be tired uh, of doing good uh, in your neighborhood. Uh, but God has sent me here tonight uh, to let you know uh, that you may be tired, uh, but it's not time for you to quit in Jesus name don't quit say to your neighbor neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor don't quit don't quit in Jesus name don't quit 
Don't quit. Somebody wants to quit on a marriage. Oh, but God has somehow lined you up, aligned you up with the voice of this preacher, either in this sanctuary or somewhere out there in the internet. Oh, and God has aligned you up and God has sent this voice to say to you, don't quit on your marriage. Don't quit that job that God bless you with. Oh, many times God bless us with a job and we get about boss that seemed like it's from the devil but God didn't send you there to quit. God sent you there to endure. God says tonight, don't quit that job. Don't quit that marriage. Don't quit that church. Don't quit that ministry. Don't quit in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't quit. Don't quit. The text says, let us not become weary and doing good. Let us not become weary and doing good in Jesus' name. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Oh, it says, therefore, since God's mercy uh, have us in this ministry, oh, therefore, since God's mercy have us in this church, uh, therefore, since God's mercy have us uh, in this marriage, uh, therefore, since God's mercy have us in this job, uh, therefore, since God's mercy, oh, have us uh, in this neighborhood, therefore, since God's mercy, you see, God's mercy, you to this point in time and guess what God's mercy will keep you through this point in time and he's saying tonight that we do not lose heart in Jesus name we do not lose heart oh don't be discouraged folk oh continue to stand because God is able God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we ask or anything we can imagine that we've got to always look to him in the midst of the trout. Look to him in the midst of the flood. Look to him in the midst of the fire. Look to him in the midst of the wars and the rumors of wars. Look to him and when we look to him, God enables us all to not lose heart. Oh, in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, don't quit. In Jesus' name. Tired of doing good seems like a, a oxymoron. The devil is not tired of doing bad. So why should I be tired of doing good? I may have to rest. Oh, but that doesn't mean that I quit. I may have to slow down a little bit. But that doesn't mean that I quit. I may not be able to fly like I used to fly. But that don't mean that I can't run. I may not be able to run like I used to run. But that don't mean that I can't walk. But God says to me tonight, oh, don't quit. Oh, don't get weary in doing good in Jesus' name. Amen. 
In Jesus' name, don't quit, folk, don't quit. We know the right things to do, so we should do the right things. This young lady is going to tell us in a little brief video vignette on this text about knowing how and what to do the right thing in Jesus' name. You know what you're supposed to be doing. charges interest so don't quit don't quit don't quit don't don't tire of doing good because God says that 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 let us not become weary in doing good for it says for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, which leads us to our next point, the God of timing, the God of timing. You see, many times, uh, and I show a picture of this in your handouts uh, of, of, of this uh, miner who's, uh, who, who's mining. And, and one miner looks like that he's... Uh, about to strike gold, and this is on this the second page there, and and look like if he just uh, blows, take one blow, that he's about to strike. Uh, Oh, a gold mine. But uh, the picture shows him, at the bottom of that picture shows him uh, giving up uh, and walking away. Uh, well, as this other miner uh, that's on the top, uh, oh, he's, uh, oh, look like he's not going to give up. Uh, it looks like that he's not going to quit. Uh, and it looked like that he's going to reap a harvest if what? If he don't quit. And there's somebody here tonight. Oh, it may be a preacher. It, it may be a deacon. Oh, it may be a Sunday school teacher. It, it may be somebody. Oh, not even in this sanctuary tonight. Oh, and you're concerned about God's timing. And oh, the old folk used to say that he may not come uh, when you want him, uh, but he's always uh, on time. Uh, but you've got to trust uh, God's timing uh, in it all. You've got to trust uh, God's timing, uh, and you've got to remember, oh, it's all in God's timing. Uh, and that's why I won't quit. Uh, it's because uh, I believe uh, in the timing of God. Uh, that's why I won't give up, because uh, I believe uh, in the timing of God. Oh, 
Oh, it may not be happening right now. Oh, but it's happening in the future. Oh, one of my dear brothers here in the sanctuary tonight. Oh, he's limping, but he says he believes that he's healed. All he has to do is manifest. Oh, belief in his mind and his body will catch up with what he believes. And he believes that he'll be healed. Oh, and he's not going to give up. Oh, and there's somebody else here tonight. You better believe that God is the God that he says he is. You better believe that he's the God of the Bible. You better believe he's that same God that spoke into nothing and allowed something to come out of nothing. That same God who says that I am, that I am, that, that same God that smoke folks to Moses, that same God that created a highway in the midst of the sea, that same God, oh, and that same God is over the timing of my blessing, that, that same God, oh, and God says tonight, trust in my timing, trust that I know what's best, trust that I'm going to deliver it to you in due time, you see, there's a time, oh, that's more value than a lotto ticket, there's a time, oh, in the Christian life, that's more value than the lucky six, oh, whatever the numbers, and in the Christian life, that timing is, due time, due time, it ends up to be that Kairos moment, where time and opportunity strikes, and one time, and God says to somebody tonight, you better trust my timing, oh, time and opportunity is about to strike and time when time and opportunity strikes you've got to be busy about the kingdom of God in Jesus name you've got to make it to time and opportunity for when it strikes oh you will reap a harvest in Jesus name in Jesus name the timing it says for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if what if you do not give up and many people won't ever get to their harvest many people will never get to their open door because they gave up oh a block away before the open door but God says tonight you better not give up you better make it uh, to your Kairos moment uh, when time and opportunity meets. Uh, that's new time uh, and that's harvest time. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. So uh, don't give up. Don't give up. First Corinthians 15 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, uh, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Hello, somebody. And God is saying to somebody tonight, you better stand firm. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't quit. Stand firm. In Jesus' name, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully 
to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Are you going to trust God's timing tonight? I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust God's timing. I'm going to believe and I'm going to continue to serve him to the fullest of my capacity. I'm, I'm going to do what athletes do. They say, oh, when they're in the gym they, and they're playing basketball, they say they're going to leave it on the floor. And I'm going to do that. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to do it. Even if I have to preach to myself, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to stand firm in Jesus' name. I, I have to do it because I see in the word where Abraham was promised a child at, at about the ripe old age of 75. He was promised to be a father of many nations. Oh, and around that ripe old age of 75, do you not know when that child, that promised child was born, that promised child, theologians say, was born about 25 years later. Hello, somebody. And Abraham, would have never gotten to his promise had he given up on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Had he decided to, to quit on God and to go back, oh, to the home of his relatives, had he, been, had he, been, had he came up and went back to where he was from, he'd have never become the father of many nations. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm going to trust God's timing. Because he knows what's best. He knows what's best. Don't stop believing, church. Amen. Don't stop believing. Last point, and then we're going to enter into our, our time of prayer. Where we tap into the power of God who will enable us to, to not quit. Time of grace. Many of you have heard of opportunities that grants give 
and you have that opportunity, but, but, but you've got to do your part, and you've got to apply for these grants, and you've got to write, and you've got to, you've got to, it's an opportunity, but it's, it's, it's something that you've got to work for. That's what the text is saying tonight, therefore, therefore what? Therefore, since God has said in verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that's what the therefore is there for. It's reminding us of what the text said before. It's letting us know that, oh, because God says... For us to not to be weary in doing good. Because God says that there's a proper timing, a kairos timing where time and opportunity will meet. And you're going to reap a harvest if you do not give up. And as a result, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. Hello, somebody. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Hello, somebody. We have a opportunity. Hello, somebody. You may be listening to the sound of my voice. You and you're passing, you're passing the church. You, you, you have an opportunity that's before you. God has opened that door and God wants you to do the best you can with oh, the church that you have. Hello, somebody. You, you, therefore, you have an opportunity. You, you may be married. Oh, you have an opportunity. Oh, not everybody's married, but you are. You have an opportunity. Oh, in marriage. And God says, Oh, be the best that you can in marriage. Oh, somebody else that sound my voice. You're single and, and singleness is an opportunity to, oh, to be single-mindedly devoted, oh, to the Lord and to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Therefore, since you have this time, therefore, since you have this opportunity, make the most of where you are. Hello, somebody. Therefore, since you have this job, oh, I know you want a better child, but therefore since you have this job, oh, you might as well make the most with the job that you have, or you might as well make the most with the business that you have, oh, because therefore you are an entrepreneur, God says, then make the most of what you have, you you have an opportunity, but you're about to give up, you have an opportunity, but you're about to throw in the towel, they say at the gym, oh, don't throw in the towel, but use the towel to wipe the sweat and continue to work it out in Jesus' name. And God says, oh, don't throw in the towel on your marriage. Don't throw in the towel on your church. Don't throw in the towel on your singleness. Don't, don't throw in the towel on your child. Oh, pick that towel up oh, and begin to work and use that towel to wipe the sweat Oh, because God's going to bless you if you work for it. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. 
God's gonna bless you if you work for it. Hello, somebody. Oh, that's uh, something that's not in the Bible, but uh, we think it's in the Bible. And, and people say God helps those uh, who helps themselves. You know that's uh, not in the Bible, but uh, the Bible does say faith uh, is the substance uh, of the things hoped for uh, and the evidence uh, of things not seen. Uh, and if you have faith. Uh, in God oh to get you a new job faith in God doesn't say I'm going to stay here and pray for God to give me a job no real faith in God says that I'm going to pray to God right now but after I finish praying to God guess what I'm going to go out and start filling out applications I'm going to go out and start networking oh because I believe Oh, I believe that God is about to open the door. And that's what God is trying to tell us tonight. He's granted you some prayer requests tonight. He's granted you some opportunities tonight. But you got to make the most of what you have before he'll open the door for something new. Hello, somebody. He says, take this opportunity. You have an opportunity. Oh, if you're unemployed, you have an opportunity to get a new job. If you're employed, you have an opportunity, oh, to do better on that job and to rise up within the company. Oh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. To have an opportunity. God is opening the door. You heard me say that faith is very practical. If you if you want God to, oh, to, to bring a, a train then your faith says, I'll build the tracks. Oh, if you're on a desert island and you want God to, oh, to save you, faith says that you do one or two things, that you build a landing ship where a rescue plane can land or you begin to build a boat. Hello, somebody. And you cast yourself after you build the boat out on the seas and leave by faith that God's in the carriage is going to take you to where you need to be to be saved. Faith is aggressive. Faith is not passive. And if we're here today and God says, I'm giving you an opportunity Oh, because uh, you're not going to give up. Uh, you're not going to lose heart. Uh, oh, but you're going to wait uh, for the proper time. Uh, and in that proper time, uh, you'll be ready. Hello, somebody. Are you ready for your blessing? Hello, somebody. Let me ask that again. Are you ready for your blessing? You can't be ready for your blessing if you've given up. Hello, somebody. If you're giving up on God, or if you're giving up on on a situation, you, you're not ready if you gave up. You're not ready if you've lost heart. You're not ready if you're not standing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I know I'm ready. Hello, somebody. James chapter 5, verse 7 says, and then we'll go to our time of prayer, which says, be patient then, brothers and sisters. Until the Lord's coming, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. 
Hello, somebody, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. And God says tonight, oh, that you need to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. Revival's not going to happen overnight. Oh, revival is going to happen individually, one heart to another and another and another. And revival will come. Be patient. Then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming, see the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Hello, somebody! And the word says to wait on the Lord. It says that they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Shall that they shall renew their strength, not give up. Hello, somebody. They renew their strength, not give up. They renew their strength, not throw in the towel. They renew their strength. Hello, somebody. And when they renew their strength, what do they do? They mount up with wings as eagles. Hello, somebody. And what else do they do when they wait on the Lord? They do what? They run and not grow weary. Hello, somebody. Hello, is there anybody here tonight weary? That means you're not waiting on the Lord. Is there anybody here that's lost heart? That means you're not waiting on the Lord. That means you're not being patient. You're not being like that farmer that believes that there's a crop that's going to come. He waits for it to yield its valuable crop. Oh, you've got to wait. He says, oh, and and when you wait, you, you can you can walk and what? Not faint. Hello, somebody. Somebody has lost heart because they've lost consciousness. Hello, somebody. Now you've got to be conscious for this blessing. You you've got to see it coming. You've got to stand for. You've got to wait for. You've got to be whole like that prophet that prayed for the Lord to bring rain. And when he prayed, he sent his servant and told him do you see anything happening oh and the servant at first didn't see anything happening but he said wait there's something that's the size of a man's hand and when the prophet heard that he said you better get ready cause it's about to rain up in here you better get ready in Bethlehem cause it's about to rain up in here the devil tries to say different but the devil is alive revival will come in Jesus name in Jesus name all we've got to do is trust God's timing hello somebody and not get tired of doing good and all we've got to do is trying the trying of of the grants and and, and to make the most of what we can do with what we have until God bless us with more. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I've screamed enough tonight. Hello, somebody. But God has sent me here tonight to simply tell you, church, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit praying. Hello, somebody. As we enter into our time of prayer, don't, 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 don't quit praying. Don't quit praying for the church. Don't quit praying for your job. Don't get praying. Don't, don't quit praying for your marriage. Or, or don't quit praying in your singleness. Hello again. Don't this is quit. Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, 
We just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. 
Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we're calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.